Hello, everyone. I want to welcome you to the first episode of Living Forward. I am so, so excited to finally launch this podcast for you. It's been something that I've pondered doing because at first I wasn't a huge fan of podcasts until one day last year. I found one I truly enjoyed and I was able to listen to it while driving. It was so cool. That really inspired me because I always have so many things I want to share and I have found that Having a podcast is a great and highly effective way to accomplish that. My name is Patience Gabrielle Scott, also known as Coach Patience G. Scott. I am an author, success coach, a business strategist, and as well as a spiritual guide, also known as an evangelist. Um, You can find my podcast on Anchor. It is called Living Forward, and I hope you guys enjoy all the great things that I have to share with you guys. And um, I just love you so much, just so you know. Um, Today's episode is called Living Life Unlimited. And I just want to share a little bit about me. Um, Again, I'm just grateful for the opportunity to spill virtue from my heart with all of you listening. And as you have heard, where there is a will, there is a way. And I want to first talk about the power of your mindset. A positive mindset is the foundation of your success in life. It is the most powerful way to make take the limits off of your dreams, your success, your life, and as well as your emotions. So we first have to identify and remove any limiting beliefs that possibly have us stuck. There is so much opportunity out there waiting for us to embrace it. We just need to change our thinking and changing our thinking will change our perception. Changing our perceptions will change our choices and our actions, and changing our choices and our actions will eventually change our lives. This is where I began to see transformation in my life. I had to go through a process of shifting my thinking habits and also shifting my values. There was a time when I valued things that were not getting me anywhere. And I'm not saying you have to cut things you enjoy, But having fancy clothes, cars, and furniture, and just all those things that we spend money and time on, um, it it just doesn't, it needs to have balance. And I began to invest my time into things that would move the needle in my life. So... Um, I say this all the time that we need to respect our time and spend it wisely. Um, It will bring great results in your life. So I I started to identify how I was spending my time. What was I doing? Why were things not happening? I would see people doing things. And and don't get me wrong. I respect and I believe everybody has hope and and, uh, can spill virtue. But... I would see people accomplishing and living a lifestyle that I chose to live, but just the things things that they valued and stood for, I'm like, really? Why is it that they're able to accomplish things and I'm not? I love people, I love helping them. I've helped companies and, and things like that. And so what is it? And I realized that they were spending their time wisely. When they had a vision in place, they stuck to it. And if anything was getting them off that path, they weren't doing it. And they saved the play for later. You know, even if their vision was to be a big time dope dealer, they made it happen. And then all the other idle things, it came later. Now, in saying this, I don't encourage you to 
push your, your, your loved ones away, especially your children or your husband. But you do need to establish those boundaries. And if it's like your husband or your child, you need to give them a realistic expectations for you and just, just establish that level of communication so that they can understand what's happening during this transition in your life. But beyond that, if there are friends or family members who are trying to overstep those boundaries, you cannot feel bad that you are saying no or you're disengaging because you're better off in the long run for them if you stay on the path that you've set for yourself. But um, back to what I was saying, um, I had to really look at how I was spending my time and not only necessarily spending my time being busy, but spending my time investing in my mind. What was I feeding my mind with? What were the thoughts going on in my head? What was I saying? I had to take the time to really think about that and really be a good manager, a good steward over my mind because it's 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 the creation changer for the lifestyle that you want. You have to envision yourself where you want to be. And then you have to start creating a strategy to get you there or a roadmap to get you there. So um, I, I see people daily that are depressed, unhappy, unsatisfied, and unfulfilled. And I, be I believe that the real cause of these things is because many of us are not operating from a place of purpose. And I want to share a revelation I recently had in my life. Just this week, actually, <clears throat> I found myself pondering on how I can help people get started building the career that they dream. Um, in my case, for me, my career would be coaching. Seeing that I am a coach, but one thing I struggled with at times was um, being afraid to say that I'm a coach, not feeling like I am qualified. I see coaches that have PhDs and, you know, they're making a lot of money. I'm talking about, you know, just six and seven figures. And I, I felt like, how could I truly help someone live the life that they desire to live? And I'm, I'm honest, I have to be transparent. I, I can't say that I'm a millionaire right now. And I cannot say that um, I have this huge following. But what I can say that uh, I can do is bring results. I have brought results in my own life and even more so the lives of others. And I'm my biggest fan right now. And that's okay. But um, I had to really listen to what I was telling myself. I was thinking fearful thoughts, doubting thoughts, powerless thoughts, defeated thoughts. And that's why the needle wasn't moving in my life. I was paralyzing myself. I wasn't going to events like I was planning to do and really engaging and networking and getting out there and allowing my passion to be heard and seen and felt. And I was doing not only myself, but my community or my tribe, as I say, a disservice 
by hoarding on to this passion and this this skill set and this love that I have for them, knowing that it would reap results in their lives. And uh, it, it took a lot for me to really realize that I was my own downfall. That was a, a big one to swallow, a big pill to swallow. So um, I'm even more passionate to really share with all of you that if there are any limiting beliefs or conversations you're having with yourself or even people around you who are telling you what you can't do or not qualified or capable of doing, I want to help you to put it into all of that today. Um, it's important for you to realize that no one can truly validate you for what you're passionate about but you. That's where change starts. I believe that passion is is developed from a place of pain or an experience of pain or pleasure. And if you've experienced pain, and especially if you have overcame it or, or conquered that experience or mastered it, um, and, and you want to help other people, that is enough. You don't need a PhD to tell somebody how you got through, how you made it through. Um, or if it was a exciting experience that you have and it was a rewarding experience and you've reaped results, you don't need a PhD to share with others how they can experience the same things and experience the same results. But no one will ever be able to hear you if you don't step out in faith or feel you or even reap those results if you don't step out in faith and believe in yourself and encourage yourself. Um, it's like dating, you know, no one will, <laughs> I mean, it's, very rare that Prince Charming is going to come and just knock at your door and say, hey, um, I had a dream about you and your address was in the dream and I just decided to come on and knock on the door and see if you would open. Good luck with that. <laughs> but you have to at least make yourself available. And I'm not saying go to the nearest dating site, but be presentable, be open continue to work on yourself so you can be the best spouse or girlfriend you can be. And, you know, I'd say be open in those places that you want to meet them, not the club, maybe church, you know, go to church and just, you know, walk, you know, uh, just stay on your journey um, to seek the Lord. And maybe along that journey, you will meet somebody that's on the same road as you. Um, but same thing in your life or your business or your career or your um, your calling, whatever that is. It could be your ministry. You have to get out there and you have to start walking out your passion. You have to start walking by faith, walking in what you believe, how you see yourself, what God has showed you. You have to do that. Um, as long as you're sitting there writing it on paper, uh, just getting caught in logic or how or when, you, 
there is a will. God gave us a mouthpiece to speak. And, you know, just telling somebody how important it is for you to help others to overcome some of the things that you've overcome is enough. You know, um, I went to a networking event last week and it was one of the best events I've ever been to, honestly. I'm so glad I went. And um, everybody had an opportunity to stand up and introduce who they were and share their why, why they do what they do. And it was amazing. I got three ladies to come up to me and ask for my card. And one of the ladies had a conversation with me and she said, you know, I've been coming to these events for a while. And she said, you know, it's very rare that you find people who are truly passionate about helping other women and really want to connect and see them grow. A lot of them want to make money, which is not a bad thing. And um, they're so busy trying to share what they do. But I felt just by listening to you that you really truly want to share help people and and the fact that you you know you you care about how people feel when they're at work and I, I felt you what you said because what I told them I said I want to help people especially women who are you know working nine to five or you know they have their careers I want to help them to leverage where they are at their job or their career uh, leverage the opportunity that they have and, and to be able to enjoy each day while they're working on a life of financial independence. Um, you know, that's me, you know, working with, a, 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 you know, working in a corporate position. It's not something I want to do for the rest of my life. However, I have found ways to really enjoy and leverage the opportunity I have every day um, and just apply a lot of experience that I have into my coaching career in which that's what I'm going to do for the rest of my life until I choose to retire. And it's, it's a huge market right now. It's so many of you right now who want to own your own business. You want to be a coach. You want to be a full-time minister, pastor, evangelist. And you just cannot figure out how to bridge the gap between, you know, trading hours for dollars and being on someone else's clock and you know, being able to wake up and coordinate your day as you choose to. You know, one day you may put in more work afternoon because you have some family affairs that need to be taken care of or whatever. You, everyone wants to have that flexibility. However, it's hard for us to want this so badly, but to enjoy where we are. And uh, she heard that. But had I stayed at home and complained about how I don't have enough money for Facebook ads and I don't have enough time to blog and I don't know if people are going to really like me or take me seriously because I don't have a PhD. If I would have done all those things, she would have never heard me. I wouldn't have never met her. And I would have missed out on a great opportunity to connect with her and maybe whoever else I'm able to connect with just by engaging with her. So 
it's really important that we take those risks, those steps that we're afraid to take, conquer the fear and move, take a chance. Even if you fall flat on your butt, figure out what you could do better and do it again. We have to move, we have to make a move. Um, also, we have to really understand how our mind works. I want to give you an example. You know how, let's say if you bought a car or um, a new car, let's just say you bought a new car. This happened to me. <laughs> I remember when I when I first moved to California, I now live in the Vegas area, but I moved to California a couple of years ago and I bought me a Ford Fusion. It was a 2016 Ford Fusion. And I was so happy to get this car. I picked the car, I wanted it. It was it was efficient on gas. It had everything I wanted. The color was perfect. The mileage was low. It was just a great commuter car to sit. It was so comfortable. It had the best speakers in the car. I felt like this Ford Fusion came with speakers that had just enough bump for me to listen to all my great music when I'm sitting in California traffic. <laughs> so I um, bought this car. Now, mind you, before I bought this car, I hardly identified Fusion on the street. The moment I bought this car and it was subconsciously, I identified that car to myself because it was mine. I mean, you know, now all of a sudden, every time a Ford Fusion passed, my, I'm just, I, I seen it. It's like I seen a Ford Fusion every time I stopped at a red light. I can see it in my peripheral. It's just crazy. And, um, you know, that's that's how our mind works. It identifies itself with the things we identify ourselves with. So let's say that you constantly tell yourself you're broke. Then every opportunity, everything out there that looked like broke, your subconscious will see because your subconscious mind, it serves you. It, 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 it takes instructions from you and it's your biggest support system, believe it or not. And the moment you start to speak negatively, you will see every negative avenue, every negative thing possible. You will start to be drawn to and identify yourself with. We have to understand, and the reason I'm calling this episode Living Life Unlimited, because our possibilities are limitless in life. You know, of course the news and TV, it shows us every avenue as to why we should live in fear. But honestly and truly, our possibilities are limitless. Now, be certain that just as much as there are amazing possibilities for you to you know, achieve success and so on. There are a lot of opportunities for you to achieve failure if that's what you identify yourself with. But just by how God created things, it, there are greater possibilities than there are failures, I believe. And, uh, or a greater amount of possibilities than there are failures. Um, um, failures available to you, to all of us. So 
I want you to think about that. What is it that you are training your subconscious mind to be drawn to, to support? What instructions are you giving yourself? What instructions are you giving your mind? What opportunities are you missing out on because you can't even see them because you are in a negative state? Those are questions that you should ask yourself. Um, I want to share something with you. Um, I remember when I started thinking about moving to California and I, 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 think I felt like I needed to make a, a drastic move just to start over and to move my life forward. As much as I love my family, I think I needed a fresh start and some alone time so I can focus because I love my family. I'm naturally a, a helper, a healer, a supporter, um, a relator, and it's, it's hard for me to not help and not be there and not comfort. So I had to pull myself away and silence my life. Um, that's what worked for me. I'm not telling everybody to move away from your family. Um, it was very hard, but I had to, I, I wanted to silence my life for a while. And I was inspired by how sometimes in the Bible, you would see people, you know, even Jesus himself needed some alone time <laughs> in the wilderness <laughs> to get right. But I had to silence my life for a little while and really narrow down what it is I was put on this earth to do. And I started to see myself living in California and look for places. I didn't know how it was gonna happen. I had thought that I was gonna get my insurance license, which would enable me to get some insurance deals that would help me to save up enough money to move. And I would have had a a marketing or business strategy that worked and I can duplicate that in California, I was willing to take the risk even if I fell on my butt and had to figure out a way to fly back home or go find a job or something. I was going to move to California. I knew how bad I needed this time alone. And I, I've seen opportunities out there for me. So I just, I just, I started, I put San Francisco on mine on my screensaver, on my phone. I would look at places and apartments. I just kept the vision before my eye. I would look at opportunities, business opportunities, income opportunities that could help me to be financially independent so I don't have to try to go look for a job. But I was also working for a company and I didn't even think about this, but they were headquartered in Emeryville, which is right across the bridge. And I was like, what a coincidence that I work for a company that is headquartered in the Bay Area. And the Bay Area was beautiful and scenic, which I loved. I, I always wanted to be around some mountains and water. I had never experienced that. I had only seen the ocean one time, which was Galveston. And I was actually a grown woman when that happened. And I'm like, hmm. So I was open for any opportunity, any avenue, even confident enough to spark a conversation and show interest into moving to that area. And because I had made up my mind that that's what I was going to do, I this confidence and this 
this sense of urgency was there. And I remember talking to my uh, boss one day and letting him know how, hey, there's never opportunity for you to need to an employee in, in California. I'm willing to move. I want to move. You know, <laughs> I'm not telling you that you need to hire somebody else. I'm not going to move now, but I'm just letting you know that I'm going to move to California at some point in my life. And he's hopefully in the near future. I even shared with him that I was thinking about getting my insurance license. So if that kicks off, I'll be able to do it. And he was like, it didn't seem like he wanted me to move at the time. He felt like he really needed an office, but I told him. So he came into a hard place and he needed an employee there. And he didn't just need any employee. He needed he needed someone there because he was going through a lot. And he felt like he was going to have to let go of two people that had been there a while. And they I think they were actually talking about me. And he said that he needed someone there who was seasoned. And the fact that I'm open to moving was perfect. It was just crazy how everything happened. And I was so ecstatic because all this time I had shared with him I wanted to move and he didn't seem like he was even interested in helping me to do that. Now all of a sudden it's like urgent. So within a matter of like two months, he's like, can you, can you move what we need to do to get you out of your lease, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Luckily I had two months left in my lease when he told me. So it was perfect. And um, I was able to prepare to move. And <laughs> had I not opened my mouth or told him that I was interested in moving, had I not had that, had I not made up my mind to change my life, number one, and um, to start looking into relocation and showed interest, he probably would have found another avenue and I would have missed out on that opportunity. Um, and I was able to move. And now uh, I have lived in California and now I'm in Las Vegas, able to work from my home, which is amazing. I am on my path and it feels great. Um, so, it's important for us to really make up our minds, make a decision, and start taking actions that support that decision. Start having conversations and, con and connect, start establishing conversations and connections that support that decision. Um, it's just, it's amazing how powerful our mind is. But just like our minds identify car that we just bought or someone close to us is just bought. It also identifies the opportunities that will get us to where we have envisioned or we, you know, where we have envisioned ourselves to be. Um, designing that life that you desire, that lifestyle that you desire, our mind will help us to get there. It really will. It, it is not a fad. It's not this this um, unrealistic imagination or expectation that we set, it is the honest to God truth. And even more, this is an opinion that I'm about to share, but in my opinion, I believe that um, we sow seeds in the universe when we speak and think positively and we create 
this lifestyle that we desire in our minds first. And when we create it in our mind, it starts to come out of our mouth and it's in our thinking. And then we start to make actions to support it. And I believe that the universe is highly responsive. And I don't even know that we realize how responsive the universe is. The universe even works for us, even more than I might. That is my opinion. And um, I mean, when we sow a seed in the ground, the universe, nature, it automatically knows what to do. And it starts to make things happen to make that seed grow. And I believe that it works for us that way too. When we sow seeds of kindness, greatness, faith, um, it, it comes, it, we reap what we sow. And, it's, and we reap abundance. You sow one seed, you get a plant that provides multiple seeds and it just goes on and on. And this is just life. That's how life is. God said that he came that we may have life and have it more abundantly. And if that's what he came to do, I believe that he's gonna make that happen. But in order for him to uh, make abundance happen in your life, you have to first figure out what lifestyle do you want? What were you called here to do? What gifts and talents and passions were you born with? Uh, you know, what were you drawn to uh, before life started to throw dirt and, and, and work and all this stuff on your life? What is it? So I just feel like we have to take the limits off. We have to remove the limiting beliefs. We have to believe that the life that we desire is possible. We have to believe that. We have to encourage ourselves. We have to take risk. We have to invest in ourselves financially, spiritually, mentally, emotionally. Hello everyone, welcome back to Living Forward. This is part two of part one episode, Living Life Unlimited. Um, I just wanna jump right in. Um, I wanna now talk to you about taking the limits off of your worth. So Living Life Unlimited also means that you have to take the limits off of your worth. Um, I remember when I first decided I wanted to be a coach and I went through a, a coaching training and certification program and I did not do anything for at least two years because I felt like I didn't have enough experience under my belt. And I didn't mean coaching, I meant like, I felt like I wasn't successful enough. Even though now I understand that success is a journey. It's not this one destination that you reach finally after years of toiling. <laughs> success is a journey. And success is a combination of successes along the journey. We have to identify every time we move the needle and really build on that and know that success is a journey and success is active. The only time you are unsuccessful is when you stop moving. But anyway, I 
was at this point of thinking I had to be at a certain level in my career, in my job, or make a certain amount of income to be qualified to help people. And of course, that's pretty common. And that's how majority of the people think in uh, today's world. Um, I realized that coaching is nothing but me helping and supporting the mission of those in the field of expertise or my niche or, or the, the field that I'm passionate about, whether it be executive coaching, life coaching, faith coaching, etc. Um, it was a skill or a craft that was not only beneficial, but I believe necessary to move the needle in others' lives effectively and efficiently. Um, it'll save a lot of time and money um, having a coach. But anyway, I don't want to go on that rant. I will have a podcast just talking about power of coaching and how I believe coaching has a place in every career. But anyway, um, so... I was, uh, I was like thinking that I had to be at a certain level in life. And after thinking about it a little more, I realized that, you know, we ask people to do our hair. We ask people to fix our car. We have people to clean our homes. We, we have people do a lot of things and we pay them to get these things done, you know? Um, and it doesn't matter how much money they make. It don't matter uh, how long they've been doing it. If they have good reviews, if they can get the job done effectively, if they have good customer service, if somebody, I mean, usually we deal with someone because they work for a reputable company or someone has told them about us, um, we told us about them or or something in that nature. Something has helped us to have uh, to trust them to get the job done. And with coaching, coaching is not about what my status is. Coaching is about what you want to do and what needs to be done to get you there. And for a person who has, a, first of all, a passion to help others, and a, a gift or a skill to see the limiting beliefs and the obstacles in the way, then I believe they're qualified. And I know that I was able to do that, you know. And it was at that moment that I realized what coaching truly was that I said, you know what? I will not let another day go by and not walk in my calling. I will not sit here waiting on the moment that I reach six figures doing something that I don't really want to do for the rest of my life to qualify me to coach. Just not doing it. I mean, you know, you results are what matters. You know, 
a person can work for a company for a few weeks and make a huge difference if their state of mind and heart or their skill set or, you know, they have this gift to get the job done. So I realized my worth. I realized my capabilities and what I was capable of doing. Because it's really hard to be passionate about something you're not good at. <laughs> you know, it's really hard to be passionate about something that you don't know how to do. I mean, it's kind of hard if you think about it. You don't see a person passionate about being a mechanic unless they really know how to do it. You don't see a person passionate about being a hairstylist unless they have a gift or a skill set to really do hair well. You you don't really or have an eye for for, you know, design or fashion or whatever. You know, it's really hard to be passionate about something that you don't know how to do or not good at. So in saying this, if there is something that you are passionate about, there is a huge possibility that you are good at it and you do it well and you need to stop worrying about what others may think of you know how you're qualified and figure out what it will take to show that you can bring results. If you can't find nothing, you better start making results. I can't tell you how to do that. You can do some volunteer work, you can you know test drive your skill set, do some market research, you know, get some testimonials you know, something, something, there is a way, but don't get stuck because you don't feel like you're worthy or you feel like, oh, because I don't look this way. It's not about what you look like. It's about who you are and what you can truly do. That is what needs to be heard and exposed and you need to figure out how to do that. This also goes for people who are dealing with others who are not treating them the way that they deserve to be treated. You have to know your worth and you have to set standards in your life. And you can't let others overstep those boundaries. Sometimes we stay in relationships because we have insecurities and don't really understand our worth. And we don't believe that what we truly desire is possible. The Bible tells me, it tells us, I'm sorry, like the Bible is only for me, but the Bible tells us that, or the great book, should I say, <laughs> people know, it is a great book. It's been around for ages. It's one of the old, oldest publications that there is, and it has a lot of valuable information. I truly make the great book or the Bible the foundation of my life because, not because people say it's true, but because it has brought tremendous results in my life, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, physically, you know, in my career. And just, it's an amazing book. But, um, oh gosh. This is huge. So many people, um, they stay in very unhealthy situations because they don't recognize their worth. They don't believe that 
they can have what they desire to have. And I remember being in a relationship that was not healthy. I won't say the person is horrible, he's a good person. At heart, he had a lot of things, a lot of things in his life that that were not healthy in a relationship. And I dealt with it for a while. And I dealt with it because I felt like we had a bond that was hard to find. And I thought that maybe I should just stick with this and deal with it. And hopefully in the long run, things will be okay. And I wasn't married, so that's that's one issue. But anyway, um, so even the standards that I usually had set for myself in this case because of my own insecurities and fears and doubts I allowed another person to overstep the boundaries that I set for my life and when I say that I mean boundaries that would keep me safe protected healthy etc and I had to come to the realization that if I continue this relationship that I would continue to go down a downward spiral and I was not spending my time wisely. So I had to end the relationship. It was at the moment I ended the relationship that things started to happen in my life. Opportunities started to present themselves. My life wasn't clouded with a lot of chaos that I was creating. I was allowing chaos to come into my life and cloud my vision, my judgment. I wasn't spending my time wisely. I was overwhelmed, stressed out. I was wanting more, but settling for less. And it was just not, it wasn't good. It wasn't healthy. And when I decided to get out of it, it wasn't easy. I've had moments where I missed having some companionship, I'd settled for at least having someone to lay by me than, you know, believing that there's better and, and embracing this independence and this peace and wholeness that only comes from within. But I was able to finally experience wholeness and this peace that surpasses all understanding, this divine relationship I had with our creator and I was happy. I was truly happy and striving and scaling in my life. And once I got to that place, this confidence and this faith that this love life that I desired was available to me, that it was possible to meet someone that respected the standards and boundaries I had. I wanted to be celibate until I was married. And, you know, I, I was hard. I remember going on a couple of dates and one guy had already purchased a hotel room expecting that I was going to be intimate with him because he took me out to dinner and then had the nerve to tell me that I owed him money. How am I supposed to think that he can take me to dinner and I'm like, is this real? Am I tripping? Am I dreaming? But whatever the case, I'm like, I was not 
bending for anyone. And <laughs> believe it or not, I have actually met someone who has respected my standards and my desire to be celibate until I'm married. And it has, has stood by me faithfully for 17 months as of today. And, and I actually met him when I, after I moved to California, a while after I moved to California, but it was a California, but it was actually after, while I was truly at a place of contentment, peace and love and joy and wholeness within myself. And I was strong enough to not bend and allow anyone to overstep my boundaries because I wanted companionship. I wanted companionship still. That doesn't go away. Want, a, want companionship and you desire it, it's not gonna go away, it's just so you know. But you can cope. It's like wanting your dream life or your dream career, or your dream home. You believe it's gonna happen, but you're enjoying your journey, you know? And I was able to enjoy my journey. And I believe God allowed me to meet my soulmate. I believe that. Um, and I just encourage you to take the limits off of your worth, set your standards, believe in yourself, know your possibility, your capabilities, own your capabilities, own your position, own, you know, celebrate your success. You are a big deal. You're not just a person who knows how to, you know, get the job done. You are valuable. You are an asset. You are a jewel, a pearl. You are a diamond, really. <laughs> so I'm, I want you to really value yourself. And the cool thing about taking the limits off your worth, it is, what is it? When you value yourself and when you are confident in yourself, I believe that other people feed off of that. They feed off of your confidence and they treat you as so. They approach you as so. They identify you as so. Because just like our subconscious identifies how we see ourselves, I truly believe that the subconscious of others identifies how we see ourselves. That's my opinion. <laughs> but I do believe that it's the truth. So what's what's stopping you? What will you lose by walking in faith and taking the limits off of your life, what will you lose? Nothing. The only thing you can do is learn and grow and prosper. Now, if you stop or you get stuck, you won't gain nothing. But if you move in faith, 
Even if you fall, you're not a failure. You can always get back up and keep moving. And when you get back up, you always get back up stronger. But if you stop or you stay stuck or you don't start, you achieve nothing. Nothing will never change. So I encourage you this day to begin to live life unlimited. Thank you so much for joining this podcast. I love you and I wish nothing but the best for you. God bless you and talk to you soon. Take care. Bye.